1: Welcome back to to Let's Let's Get Get Haunted
2: Haunted
1: with your host, Allie, and special guest,
2: special new main host, James DeAngelis.
1: Welcome back, guys, to episode 80. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you may be thinking, geez, it's an even numbered episode. Doesn't that mean it's Natalia's episode? And normally you'd be correct, but this time you're wrong. And that's
2: embarrassing Mm. for you. Yeah, that sucks to be you.
1: Uh, Natalia has covid
2: bummer 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 that fucking
1: sucks (laughs) don't worry guys she's fine um but we're obviously not going to record in person until she tests negative again so
2: which i don't personally get i think it'd be fine
1: right i think it would be totally fine especially because i'm on immunosuppressants you know what i've been thinking about dying for a while Wait,
2: immunosuppressants does that suppress your immune system
1: it does yes
2: that's that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like a good thing (laughs) yeah
1: Well, when you, okay, so a lot of people think when you have an autoimmune disease, it means that your immune system is naturally weak. And that's actually not true. It's so strong that it starts attacking your own body and organs. Mm. So if you take immunosuppressants, it like is supposed to. It levels it out. It makes it kind of work
2: a little bit more normal.
1: Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So I thought, let's not take a risk and have her here while she is testing positive. James. How are you today?
2: I'm good. Thank
1: you so much for agreeing to be here I'm kind so of stoked. last minute. I'm yeah, so yeah, excited. Yeah. Well, you
2: were like, hey, Nat can't do it. Are you down to do it? But like, it might. you might not do it, because Nat <laughs> might be good to do it. And I'm like, cool, yeah, I'm super down. I'll get my hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I immediately did. And then you texted me like the next day, and you're like, you're good. And I was like, yes.
1: You guys, if you are not aware, this is our final video episode for a while.
2: Really? It is. Why?
1: Because we were only going to do, first of all, it costs more to do for sure video. yeah mm-hmm. um, but we had planned on originally only doing four video episodes because we would put out four episodes a month and so we kind of just wanted to do an experiment yeah uh, for July and then we weren't able to put out an episode last week because Natalia got sick and then we weren't really sure like is she gonna be good is she not gonna be good um, and so this is like the makeup for what should have been totally. last week's episode and we're kind of waiting to see like is this going to eat into our streams like, you know, if we start, are people just going to migrate to YouTube and now that like fucks up our Spotify algorithm? And... Um, for
2: sure. Yeah. You think yeah, so? Definitely. So like we've, we've always money. done our podcast both in person and audio. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I haven't like seen that number specifically like in our case, but I if for an audio only for the most part podcast, like you guys to then jump over to video, there is going to be a dip in audio listens. Um, but eventually it would level out. Like if you, you continue so? doing both of them, because like. You basically want there to be a reason to watch and listen, mm-hmm. um, so or like if you know if you're trying to drive traffic to the video of it, you want there to be a reason to like watch it instead right. of listening it or watch it and listen it to it. Um, yeah, it's a weird thing.
1: Well, I think you guys should do both. Um, You guys should be watching this on YouTube right now. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Let's Get Haunted. And then once you've seen our beautiful, sexy faces, you can go listen to the audio only. I prefer if you guys do it on Spotify because their algorithm is way better than all of the other platforms. Spotify's dope. Yeah. Listen wherever you can. uh, And then give us a couple more streams. You know what? Then go back to the YouTube episode. Watch it again. Leave five comments. Then go over back to Spotify, watch it again, do it in endless loop until you die.
2: Yeah, and That's then just, you know, prefer. just go back and start from the beginning, binge watch it. Now you can see all the all the buildup of the storyline. It's kind of right? like the MCU. You know, they've been planning this for ten years. Right. You just watched Endgame. Now you go back and watch all the other Marvel movies That's and right. see all the things that they set up.
1: We used to record in really weird locations like there was any
2: a- location you guys recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is what you do is what you gotta do yeah. we
1: recorded like in nick's bedroom one time before we even knew him we recorded in different studios we recorded in steve's bedroom we recorded in a bathtub one time oh, we recorded- uh, underwater
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> we recorded in an airplane hangar once
2: that's dope
1: because Natalia- that would be a
2: sick place to do like video yeah like cool. just chilling it but that's like a big deal
1: well, also the echo was horrible. Well,
2: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have so to like it didn't really work do out. insane things to it after and like make it sound good.
1: Well, and we don't know how to do that. So it was just echoey. Right. Same um, with the bathtub episode. I
2: remember the episode when you had Jamie Kennedy on. Yeah. And you texted me and you were like, James last minute our, <laughs> our podcast set fell through and we have Jamie Kennedy on this episode. Could you do it at your house? And I was like,
1: you texted and you were like I'm playing a video game.
2: <laughs> and that was my only excuse because it was the truth. I'm not a liar.
1: You guys, we were desperate because we used to record at UCB Comedy. And wow. UCB Comedy was, I mean, I don't know if like I should say this or not, but they also went out of business, but they were like horrible. The guy would just show up whenever he felt like it and sometimes he just wouldn't show up at all. So you would pay and make an appointment and then show up and there was like a 50 50 shot that the guy just wouldn't even be there
2: oh yeah you can say that because that's bullshit okay yeah, do you yeah, agree? yeah. okay <laughs> I, of course I, that's so was, stupid that so that's dumb. terrible hey work do your job
1: that's what i think like, easily do you do you just like not want to have a job yeah then, i don't like, get it man yeah i don't get it that's
2: like that's some shit that that guy has to figure out.
1: Yeah. Well, sure. uh, yeah. Like I said, they went out of business, but um, and there you go. Justice. And also speaking of the Jamie Kennedy episode, which was in 2019, you were also on in 2019 as our very first guest Oh, yeah. Ever.
2: First guest ever. Yes. Last guest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys go back to episode 20, James was on the portal to hell and stole Kansas. Do you remember mm-hmm. that episode?
2: I think about it all the time.
1: Do you actually, or did you just <laughs> no, did you no
2: but No, but I recalled it when you hit me up the other day to be on this. I was like, what was that story we did last time? Oh, yeah, it was about some, like, portal to hell at some, like, near, like, some old church. Right, right? exactly. That was sick.
1: That was pretty sick. And, and remember this, like, it was just on fire. I showed you that YouTube video. Just some guy, like, was driving through the portal to hell, and he was filming it, and he's like, why is the cemetery on fire?
2: Yes, that's crazy. It was
1: very bizarre. Was probably and
2: some underground coal mine. That's always the reason why. It
1: could be. We okay. also change subjects on this show really fast, so don't think that we're going to have any segues because we're not
2: who are you talking to That's you true. Ever se- okay you everybody guys, i have yeah. a podcast of my own and this is where i'm going to plug it right now Do beyond it. the pine yes. um and what she just said mm-hmm. is the definition of that podcast That's it's a, true. an add fever dream mm-hmm. with me and my friend and we just talk about anything and everything um whatever we want to talk about so if you're into that kind of thing you know two guys talking about what they want to talk about and not necessarily what you want to listen to. Check us out,
1: right? And what what would you say like the topics range from on that show?
2: <laughs> um, well, we always try to at least bring up something that's like um, a, a topic that's in the news, right? And Kib's always the one that wants to do that. I don't really care about doing that because I don't. I'm I'm never like prepared. I know I never do research really for like any topics, right? But Kib always likes to bring something up hmm. w- that requires you to have some knowledge of what you're talking oh, about so
1: then you have no idea and, what he's talking about
2: and neither does he and i'm always <laughs> like sure let's talk about that and then he's like cool man Would you hear like blah blah, blah like the whole thing's going on with blizzard where like they all got sued for all the sexual harassment and stuff like that uh, I didn't and i was like that. that's crazy man and he's like yeah let's look up an article about it right now and he and he pulls it up and he just starts scrolling the article and he's like uh and i was like well let's start with the headline <laughs> <laughs> let's start he there even,
1: so it's just like a podcast of him reading an article but not out loud
2: yeah, like he skims the article and then he's like, ah, I don't care. And I'm like, all right, next thing we'll yeah. talk about. Um, but no, it's it's honestly anything stories, fucking bits mm-hmm. we do. Like we have callers that call in and, and we answer questions and shit. Oh, I didn't shit. know that you guys are doing that. No. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, and we just started doing it in person again um, right as cases start to go up.
0: Yeah. Um, but your
2: boy's vaccinated, that so Delta. I don't feel bad about it. But yeah, it, it's a fun time. It, it's literally just like a fun time of basically, you know, you ever, you ever want to hang out with, two friends that you're not friends with, but you Mm. want to feel like you're friends with that's beyond the pine.
1: That's actually, I think our listeners and viewers now that we're on YouTube would really appreciate that because that's kind of what our show is. It's a more structured, definitely a hundred (laughs) percent. Oh my God. (laughs) Is
2: it more structured? Any amount of structure is more structured, Yeah, that's true. But But you know what you got to, you find your thing, that's and you right. Do it. If
1: everybody just all if all of us just had structured shows, then it would be boring. If yeah. all of us had unstructured shows, it would be boring. You've yeah. got to find the different niche and And you listen to the different the- shows yeah. for the different mm-hmm.
2: reasons. Hey, I want a structured paranormal podcast. Let's get haunted. I want an unstructured, maybe paranormal podcast <laughs> beyond the pine. That's right. Um, but no, I have mad respect for you guys oh, with thank you. like how you the like amount of work that you put into this show and even back when like it was earlier on and like when i was the first guest and stuff like even then like you grinded so hard to like do your research Thanks, come James. up with your whole story and everything and then do it and i was always like they're killing it Thank because you. like that's I how you like it. build something Respectable.
1: You guys. Yeah, That's no, so nice. for sure. Thank and it so proves much.
2: because you guys are an award winning podcast. That's now.
1: right. I don't know if you guys can see on the screen right now, but we're gonna pull up uh there it is, an award winning podcast. And actually speaking of That's which is so
2: funny, it's just the most basic text <laughs> award winning podcast. <laughs> this is
1: the epitome of our podcast. Like everything we've ever done has been very bootlegged. Fuck it. Okay, are you ready to get haunted, James?
2: Let's do it. I'm so ready.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you to keep a very open mind for this episode because this is actually going to be somewhat of an interactive episode.
2: Okay, like I get to choose the direction we go, like a pick-your-own-story.
1: Well, (laughs) in some ways, this podcast is a choose-your-own-adventure because you can choose to have a good time or you can choose to leave us a bad review on iTunes. Mm. But in many ways, it's not a choose-your-own-adventure because I'm forcing you to participate. Cool. Okay. So, James. Yes. Throughout our nearly two and a half years of doing this show, Natalia and I have come across many spooky and unsettling games that are said to summon the dead, demons, ghosts, or even evil cryptids. Across all countries, cultures, and languages, there seem to be no shortage of evil ways to invoke a curse or to play a high-stakes game of life or death with an unknown entity. So, on today's podcast, I'd like to talk about some of those games and maybe even play a couple if you're Great. willing. Your face looks upset.
2: Look, it, look—it's one thing to talk about games, but it's another thing to play games, right? And participate.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to start off really light. I'm going to do like a, just a really light. It's non evil game. It's non evil. Okay. Just going to start off really light, and then we're going to. Well, I got work my black turtleneck on. So. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you are protected. Yeah. Okay, so you guys may already know some of these uh, games that we're going to talk about today because throughout our time, like I said, on this podcast, Natalia and I will be like, researching a story and all of a sudden we come across like did the person play this game or did mm-hmm. this thing happen and so we've definitely like briefly touched on some of these before but i thought we've never really done an episode just on paranormal games which is what the title of this episode is
2: that's super cool
1: and people have also been kind of requesting it ever since we've covered some of these so i'm gonna put in the description the timestamps for these different games so if some of you have already heard them before and you're like i don't want to like hear about that Bored. again yeah, bored, already played it, already saw a demon, then you can just click on the next timestamp. But I'm also going to add some extra stuff, so if we've already talked about something before, I guarantee you haven't heard it like this before.
2: Yeah, bitch.
1: Yeah, bitch. Okay, so I'm ready for some spooky music, Gio. Oh, fuck
2: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Can you make it just a little lower? Just a little bit. I just want you to be creeped out. Okay. Ah. <laughs> I wanted to start with a game that is a favorite on this podcast because it's pretty easy to play and very interactive. Ouija board. Long-time listeners of the show may remember this from episode 5 of Let's Get Haunted, which came out in 2019 and covered a topic known as the Raycon Test. James, have you ever heard of the Raycon Test?
2: Like the earbuds?
1: (laughs) No, but I (laughs) thought it would be cool if we got a sponsorship from them and be like, Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you why All you right. don't even know why. Ray contest. Okay. I first heard about this game while listening to the podcast, the podcast Toshiden, exploring Japanese urban legends, run by Tara A. Devlin, who is a horror author and Japanese translator. According to Japanese folklore, every person has something called a ray Translated to English, this concept basically means a sixth sense or sensitivity to the paranormal. Now, for sure,
2: though, I think that. It, 100% people have a sixth sense and that they Oh,
1: you do? Okay, that makes me Oh, happy. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I believe in spiritual things 100% because um, it's just like, I don't know, it just makes sense to me. Right. Um. So let's hit it.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm going to start that over. According to Japanese folklore, every person has something called a Reikon. Translated to English, this concept basically means a, quote, sixth sense or quote, sensitivity to the paranormal. Some people have a strong sixth sense while others have a weak Raycon, Right. but nearly everyone has the ability to sense the paranormal, whether they are aware of it or not. So some people think, no, you have to be born with it. Um, You just either have it or you don't. According to this piece of folklore, everybody has a Raycon, it's just varying levels. Yeah,
2: it's like a spectrum.
1: Yes, definitely. So if you're like me, you've never seen a ghost. So you may be wondering whether or not you even have the ability to sense the supernatural. Well, these handy tests will help determine whether or not you can see ghosts. I will now go through a series of scenarios, and if you're listening at home, I'd like you to close your eyes and play along with James. Ready, James? Yes. Test number one. This test involves using your imagination. So I'd like you to close your eyes, clear your mind, and focus copy that i want you to picture your childhood home picture it exactly as you remember it if you had more than one childhood home pick the one that holds the most significance for you maybe you're standing on the street or the sidewalk facing your front door look at your front door picture the paint color the doorknob any windows or plants that might be next to it As you're looking around, I'd like you to make note of five things that you can see. Look down. Do you see a sidewalk, a dirt road, grass? Maybe you see your shoes or your legs. Are there any rocks, any plants? What color is your door? Take a moment to really drink in your surroundings, concentrating on five specific things that you can see. Next, I'd like you to look around and find four things that you can touch. Can you reach down and touch your shoelace? Maybe a flower or a handrail? Do you have a mailbox you can walk up and touch? Take a moment to touch four things outside your house. Now I'd like you to find three things in this memory that you can hear. Is your neighbor mowing their lawn? Maybe you hear kids playing down the street, or the crunch of gravel under your feet. Take a moment to focus on three things that you can hear around you. Next. I'd like you to concentrate on two things that you can smell. Maybe the asphalt baking in the heat. Maybe a neighbor baking a pie. Maybe freshly cut grass. Concentrate on two things that you can smell. And now lastly, Concentrate on one thing that you can taste. Are you chewing on gum? Is the air crisp in your mouth? Did you just eat something not too long ago? Or maybe you can just taste your saliva. Focus on one thing you can taste. Now face your front door. Walk up to it. Place your hand on the doorknob, turn it, and enter your childhood home. Close the door behind you and turn around. Look around you and take in everything that you see. Now I want you to go around to every window in your house, room by room, and open them one by one. Take note of the order in which you are opening them. For example, perhaps you're starting with the windows in the living room. One by one, open all of the windows. Then move into the next room. Perhaps it's the kitchen or a bedroom. And one by one, go through every single room and open all of the windows. I'm going to give you a few seconds to finish opening all of the windows in your childhood home. Once all of the windows in your childhood home are open, I now want you to close them in the opposite order in which you opened them. Close the windows one by one But before exiting a room, turn and make sure that you look around the entire room before you leave. Close a window, look around a room, go to the next room. Close that window, look around and go to the next room. Once all of the windows are closed again, walk up to your front door Place your hand on the doorknob, open it, walk out onto your front porch, close the door behind you. Walk out to the street in front of your home and stand facing the front of your home just like you did in the beginning. Open your eyes. All right, James, now I have some questions for you. So that was the first game. And Gio, you can stop the music now.
2: I'm not crying, I'm sweating.
1: (laughs) I think he's crying, you guys. Okay, while you were walking around your home. That was a trip. Did you see anybody? No. Did you see anybody outside your home? No. Did you see any pets? No. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. So, for those of you playing along at home, if you saw somebody, next you should be asking yourself was it somebody you knew or was it a stranger? According to this urban legend, if you didn't see anybody, then your Raycon or Sixth Sense isn't very strong. If you saw. Bummer. Yeah, I know. If you saw people in your home, then your Raycon is a little stronger and you can most likely see ghosts from time to time. Hmm. If the people you saw were people you knew, such as friends or family, and they looked normal, then that's a good sign. If the people you saw had their backs turned to you or looked strange, that is considered a bad omen. If the people you saw were complete strangers, then your Raycon is very strong and you can definitely see ghosts. And if you ever run into one of those people that you saw while imagining your house in real life, then those people are not people at all, but are already dead.
2: Wow. Now, what if they're completely naked?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just walk into the bathroom and saw... Oh, sorry. Oh.
2: (laughs) That's interesting. Yes. Did you do this? I did do this. Did you see anyone?
1: I only saw my childhood dog. I didn't Hmm. see any people. So I guess if you see a pet, it's supposed to be like, it goes like this, like, didn't see anybody only saw a pet, saw people that should have been there, like family members, mm-hmm. um, saw people that should have been there, but they looked weird, mm. saw people with their back to you, and then saw complete strangers. So that's supposed to be like the the like spectrum of sixth sense, going from weakest to strongest. So if you didn't see anybody, it doesn't mean that you don't have a sixth sense. It just means that you're, it's not like naturally high, so you might have to like work at it in order to be able to see ghosts. Mm. that was so loud (laughs) James's throat just gurgled so fucking loud fuck (laughs) your body's just really uncomfortable
2: no that was that was interesting I think I didn't see anyone because I I was kind of like going through it as if like the house was empty right you know what I mean yeah and so then that's why I didn't see anyone not because of the test
1: right right no that's what Natalia had happened to her too so I did I gave this test to her in 2019 in episode five and she was, afterwards, she was like, well, that's fucking bullshit. If you told me I was supposed to imagine yeah, people, I love." Exactly. And I was like, right, but that's the point. Right. Is it's just where does your mind naturally go? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now test number two of the Raycon test. Oh, wow. So this okay. is still Japanese folklore, but it's less involved. So this one, we don't need spooky music for it. I'm just going to give you a scenario. Sure. Okay. This test supposedly shows whether or not your brain is wired in a way that makes you susceptible to seeing ghosts or not. So I need you to close your eyes Great. and picture what you ate for dinner last night. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Just picture last night's dinner. <laughs> get I can't, a. Get, I can't wait hey, to tell hey, you what it was. Hey, okay. okay. Get a really, really clear picture in your mm, mind. Yummy. I'll give you a few seconds to remember what you ate. I want you to picture what you ate. I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but this is important. Just picture... What you ate last night for dinner. Okay. Now I have some questions for you, James. You can open your eyes. When you picture last night's dinner, do you see the food on the plate in front of you? No. How do you see it? How do you see the food?
2: In the bag in which it came.
1: (laughs) What did you eat last night?
2: I ate so much Taco Bell. Oh, you
1: did? So you were just pulling it out of the bag? I
2: was pulling it out. That's the only way to eat Taco Bell. Eating it so efficiently, so fast, and then I'm done with this one, next one.
1: honestly, it would be weird if you put Taco Bell on a plate. Yeah, plated it and, like,
2: each thing. Right.
1: That's like Ricky Bobby where, remember, Mm -hmm. the mom, like, They have the entire dinner and and it's all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's what this test says. If you see the food on a plate in front of you versus do you see yourself in the third person? with the food how did you picture it first person first person okay if you see the food on a plate in front of you then your brain is not naturally wired to see ghosts if you picture yourself in the third person eating your dinner then your brain is more open to Nobody spirit s-
2: thinks in third person man
1: people who have a really strong sixth sense. wrong i think you're just being a little bitter
2: maybe, maybe. for sure
1: okay so test number three The hand clasp test. This next one one. is another test to see which side of your brain you use. So, without thinking about it, put your hands up like this in front of the mic or behind it. I guess it doesn't really matter. Just like don't hit the mic. Okay. Clasp your hands together as fast as you can. Okay. Oh, interesting. You don't weave your fingers together? (laughs) You just like hold your hand. I'm I'm doing it like like this. Okay. All right. That's what you've chosen. Okay, look. Wrong, James. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Look down at your hands. Which index finger is on top or closest to you? It says your right hand. Right hand. Okay. If the left index, so mine is left. If your left (laughs) index finger is on top of the right or is closest to you, then that means you use the right side of your brain. People whose right side of the brain, uh, people who use the right side of the brain, are thought to be. More creative and dreamy, making them more open to seeing spirits. So you're 0 for 3 so far. I'm so upset. <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you feel about I am
2: not a logical, like, uh, left brain person. Is that left brain, right? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. I am
2: not a left brain person. I'm not. I'm like an only a right brain person. So that's just wrong. And I okay. did this specifically because I was like, this is how I would normally do it. I'm but gonna then do you got nervous, like
1: yeah. So that, so that maybe you have a higher chance of a raycon Okay. Well.
2: Well, let's step this up. Let's right. try one of the other games.
1: <laughs> okay. So
2: now I'm just doing it to like prove it, to prove myself. Right.
1: right. Just like let's retake them all now. Mm-hmm. And now you're gonna see a fucked up person in the basement of your home. And he's
2: gonna be eating so much Taco Bell.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> So I want to just like quickly shout out my sources for this game before we move on. So like I said, Tara A. Devlin's podcast, Toshiden Exploring Japanese Urban Legends and the website FindingJapaneseGhosts.com.
2: That sounds dope.
1: Very dope. Very niche. And I'm Is sure they like, actually get a lot of traffic. What
2: does the website look like? Uh, does it look old? Yes. That's it looks sick. like an
1: Angel Fire website, you know, where it's like a black background with like white text and it hurts your eyes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like flashing things. Oh, yeah. There's like yeah. a bunch of like old Like gifts. a GeoCities and, yeah, 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 or whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so like I said, we covered these tests in an episode already, and so I thought it would be cool to read off some results from our listeners because people wrote in emails to us after they took this test. So the first one comes from listener Rachel H., and her email reads as follows. Quote, when I tried to walk up the stairs to the front door of my house, I was constantly blocked by a woman standing in our front yard, an elderly woman with liver spots and missing teeth. She had piercing eyes that didn't seem evil or anything, but didn't seem too friendly either. I managed to get to the door, but in every room that I walked into, she was behind me, trying to get me out. In addition to seeing her, I also saw a being with a scribbled out face in the downstairs area, a housewife in the kitchen, and an older man in my bathtub the old lady was someone i had never seen before in my life and she only had one mission to get me out Hmm. i became so overwhelmed with the test that i had to stop but her face was clear in my mind for the rest of the night as she visited my dreams as well she didn't try to touch me there but i would see her face in crowds of otherwise faceless people glaring me down in my dreams fuck dude So this person has like a very high Raycon because these are people that she obviously never seen before and they looked fucked up just because you can't see it. You saw an empty house.
2: There wasn't a person in there because why would you think of people in the house when you're imagining your house?
1: Okay. James, are you ready for another one? (laughs) Sure. Okay. This one comes from a listener. I'm just kidding. (laughs) This one comes from listener Sophia S and she writes, quote, So I've never really believed in the paranormal, but I listened to your podcast because even though I don't believe, I find all the stories really fascinating. During one of your episodes where you walked through the Raycon tests, I decided to follow along for fun. As I was walking through my childhood home, everything looked pretty normal. I was opening windows, looking around the rooms, etc. When I got to my parents' old office, I opened the window and turned around. For some reason, in the corner of the office by the sliding closet door, there was a woman I'd never seen before standing there. She was staring at me, and it didn't seem like she was even breathing. I was so weirded out that I just stayed in the room looking at her. She had the biggest, creepiest smile on her face and was wearing this weird blue parka thing. I tried to make her disappear, but she wouldn't. Finally, I just ended up quickly leaving the room, but when I came back later to shut the windows, she was still in there. The whole thing was so bizarre. I don't usually have a very active imagination. Anyway, about a year after this experience, something crazy happened that made me have to write into you. This was right before the COVID pandemic, and I was walking up to the grocery store and stopped dead in my tracks. There was a woman ringing a bell outside the store with one of those Salvation Army collection buckets that you can drop donations into. She was smiling so big, and immediately I knew it was the woman from my Ray contest. I have no fucking idea who she is, and I have never seen her before or since, but I ran back to my car and went to a different grocery store. Thanks for ruining my life. Hope this bitch never haunts me again.
2: Wow, that's crazy.
1: So what do you think of these stories, James?
2: I think they're great.
1: You you don't believe these people?
2: (laughs) No, for sure I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course I do. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I think I'm just like kind of bummed. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I felt super bummed too because I only saw my dog. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so that. But again, that explains why, like, I've personally never seen a ghost. Yeah. Like I've never exactly. So maybe that's just why. I've never
2: experienced anything paranormal. Yeah. I always thought that it's because like they were scared of me (laughs) no like ghosts were scared of me
1: right well maybe they can sense like hey this dude's raycon is really fucking low like let's not even bother he's not gonna be able to perceive us
2: (laughs) yeah this guy can't even perceive us
1: right this guy doesn't even know that i've been sitting on his throat all night
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy though um yeah i mean i'm not necessarily like i'm not actually bummed about it because i'd rather not have to worry about that than
1: see like a crazy salvation army lady with a giant smile
2: but i have had like very intense sleep paralysis experiences that's
1: right i remember you Um, saying that
2: and so that's why i'm always like there's something to that yeah To like sleep paralysis or maybe not
1: well actually it's very convenient that you brought that up this was not planned you guys but it's the perfect segue whereas normally our shows have no segue because the next game i'm going to tell you about is
2: sleep paralysis
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna induce it right now (laughs) <laughs> so natalia did an episode on sleep paralysis this year Tight. actually and talking about like the paranormal theories behind it because i think you're right there's kind of maybe something to it like yeah. that liminal space mm-hmm. where maybe you're more vulnerable to stuff that you can't see while you're awake yeah and during that episode she talked about something called the three kings ritual <sighs> james have you ever heard of this ritual, three kings
2: ritual. no
1: okay this game rose to popularity in 2012. Oh, we're gonna do it. Well, I don't. It's it's super fucking involved. I'm not, I'm not
2: into rituals, man. <laughs>
1: we're not. I don't. I don't have all the supplies, so I'm just gonna need you to listen to some spooky sure. music and imagine it. But first, let me tell you where this game came from. So, where else but Reddit?
2: Totally. So, well, that's very credible.
1: Yeah. Oh, hey.
2: No, it is credible. Like, sure i'm just saying like a legitimate thing like coming like starting from reddit all
1: right i understand what you're saying but listen let me just you got it let me phrase it this way yep okay where else would you talk about creepy fucking niche bullshit except for reddit sure right r slash glitch in the matrix r slash paranormal r slash uh high strangeness r slash aliens r slash ufos it's just like i follow them all and it's just like a very convenient space to go into with people that are already interested in that topic for sure and be like hey yeah has anyone heard of this i fucking read this in a book or i like
2: i just want you to know yeah half of this is me fucking with you i'm so into this shit and i love (laughs) all this shit so much um, I don't know why I just naturally like fall back on being like the devil's advocate in a situation like this. No, that's like good this. because
1: that yeah. way it furthers the conversation. Totally. it's not going to further the conversation if you're like, "I already believe it. I'm already on board. Don't even tell me." Yeah,
2: boring. Yeah, on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm also just skeptical when it comes to like act, like rituals and things like that. Right. Because I'm I'm Christian, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, I'd rather not. Like, I'm into it all, but right. I'm not going to do them. You know what no, I mean? No, no, I totally I think understand. it's all really interesting and really fucking cool and like i believe that there's so much spiritual magical paranormal alien like i believe in all that shit right but i'm also christian and and from what i've learned
1: don't fuck don't with
2: do it. the, no, the no, shit. no i'm
1: not gonna ask you to do this <laughs> cool. one don't worry because i didn't even bring the supplies it's very cool. you fucking take involved.
2: out a, a candle yeah. <laughs> and shit cool. actually, we're not even gonna do it yeah. i promise don't worry
1: don't worry Cut i your... like draw a pentagram <laughs> yeah. and blood yeah no don't worry i'm not gonna do that cool okay so again, this rose to popularity in 2012 when a Reddit user called Fable Forge published a post entitled, Please Don't Try This, where he or she or they talked about... Tried
2: it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> talked about, like, something that they had read about. Mm-hmm. And then this literally went viral within the first day that it was posted. And then 22 of the 25 top posts on r slash no sleep were fictional things mm-hmm. about, like, oh, here's what happened when I tried this. And then... Um, a non-fictional subreddit card called r slash three kings was made just to talk about people's real experiences playing it. So now I'm going to ask Gio to hit the fucking spooky music again, and I'm going to read to you what this user wrote. Cool. Okay. So this user, like I said, titled their post, please don't try this. The first paragraph is just them explaining that they came across this ritual and they wanted to list out like how to play it they played it some fucked up shit happened so first i'm going to talk to you about how to play this game cool okay players one principal player and one partner note both principal and partner should both be mentally emotionally and spiritually stable do not attempt if either of you are having serious issues in your life do not attempt. You guys, we can hear spooky fucking The footsteps. fucking
2: footsteps, man. I was doing the house thing, yeah, and I heard the footsteps, and I was like, what the fuck, man? I actually man? thought it was perfect. I yeah, was like, it oh, was wow, perfect. this is adding to the ambiance. Yeah, it was perfect. If you guys can't hear
1: it, I'm sorry. It, like, really fucking yeah, added a sorry. special something. Okay. Do not attempt if either of you are having serious issues in your life. Do not attempt if either of you have consumed drugs or alcohol within the last three to five days. Eh. Yeah, I'm out as well. Requirements, one large, quiet, empty room, a basement or cellar is ideal, a pack of candles, a lighter, a bucket of water, a mug or a cup, an electric fan, two large mirrors, three chairs, an alarm clock, fully charged mobile phones for both principal and partner, a place to sleep, your bedroom is ideal if playing inside your own home, and lastly, a small object of sentimental value. So it's that's recipe. why we're not we're not playing it yeah, here. Yeah, it's because a
2: recipe for for a good time. <laughs> <because>
1: <laughs> instructions: The prelude. One, begin at 11 p.m. Do not begin if your partner is not present and/or if they have not been briefed on his or her role. Your partner should remain in your home for the entire duration of the game. If your designated room has windows, cover or block them as completely as possible prior to beginning. Two, place one chair facing north in the center of your designated dark room. This chair will be your throne. Mm. Place the other two chairs on either side of your throne, facing it an arm's length away. This will be your queen's chair and your fool's chair. Place one of your two mirrors on the queen's chair and the other on the fool's chair. The mirrors should be perpendicular to the chair's seats and facing both each other and you. So it's like a circle, mm-hmm. right? Okay. It's
2: like bum, bum,
0: boom, boom,
1: boom. Boom, yes. You should be able to see your own reflection in each mirror from your peripheral vision while seated in your throne. You should not have to turn your head or move your eyes to do so. Damn. This is very complicated, okay. Now, step four, place the bucket of water and the mug in front of you just out of reach. Five, place the fan behind your throne. Set it to medium or low, never to high, and turn it on.
2: (laughs) Gotta stay cool. You
1: gotta stay cool. Make sure it is stationary and not oscillating. Six, leave the room, but keep the door open. Seven, go to your chosen sleeping spot. Set the candles, lighter, alarm clock, and cell phone next to your bed. Make sure your phone is charging and set your alarm clock for 3.30 a.m. Of course. Eight, turn the lights off. Hold your object of sentimental value value your quote power object climb into bed and go to sleep
2: i know exactly what my item would be
1: what would your item be
2: i have one of my oldest toys ever that i still have it's you a, still have it? it's oh, a so spider-man cute. action figure I love and that. i got it probably when i was like five and it's such a dope action figure it's like super mobile uh-huh. and it has like the fingers that like can bend like that and it's super wow. like worn though like mm-hmm. the paint and stuff That would be it.
1: Well, imagine that you're holding this because that is now your power object.
2: Give me power, (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man.
1: That's actually perfect. That's so funny, dude. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for the main event? I'm ready. Okay. The main event. One, wake up at 3.30 a.m. when your alarm clock goes off. Turn off the alarm, but do not turn on the light. Keep a hold of your power object. Pick up your mobile phone, light one candle, and return to the dark room. You must be seated in your throne by 3.33 a.m. So you've got three minutes to do all of this. Mm -hmm. Two, do not proceed if any of the following occur. Your cell phone didn't charge. Your alarm did not go off precisely at 3.30. You approach the dark room and find the door closed. You approach the dark room and find that the fan has shut itself off. You are not seated in your throne by 3.33 AM. Should any of these incidents ensue, take your partner and any other occupants and leave your home immediately. Yikes. Do not return until after 6 AM.
2: I just got the chills from that. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Three, if you do not encounter any of these red flags, you may proceed. Great. Take your throne, but do not look directly at either of the mirrors and do not let the candle go out.
2: So you're holding the candle from your way to your room, to the room.
1: Correct. <laughs> Use your body to protect the candle from the fan. You don't want the flame to go out. Right. Okay.
2: I got my Spider-Man. I got my candle.
1: Right. Keep your eyes focused at the darkness in front of you. Again, do not look at the mirrors and do not look at the candle. Should you have any questions you wish to ask, you may ask them now you may or may not receive a response if you do your response will come from the direction of one of the mirrors do not turn to look at the mirrors any answers received should be taken with the proverbial grain of salt one of the mirrors is the queen and one is the fool but it may not be clear which is which also note that to whatever may settle in the mirrors you yourself are either the queen or the fool. Mm. Oh, I understand. Okay. So whatever shows up in the mirrors, they also think that you are either the queen or the fool, depending on so who they, it is.
2: So they all think that they're the king.
1: No, no, no. So there's three. <laughs> Sorry, that confused me as well as I was reading this from Reddit. Okay. Okay, so I understand, though. So there's three chairs, right? There's mm-hmm. a chair over there off screen that you guys can't
2: see. So you're the king.
1: Okay, so this is you in your fucking throne. You're the king. Okay, I'm a mirror, that's a mirror. You can't look at either of the mirrors, you can't look at your candle, you're staring straight ahead into the darkness. Okay, then you ask a question. Maybe like think of something fucking creepy to ask.
2: Why that why why isn't bubblegum popular anymore?
1: Okay, and then <laughs> and then the mirrors over here that you're not looking at. So right. you don't know which one of us is the queen or the fool. Right. So maybe I say you're going to die in 7 days as a response. Okay, you don't know if I'm the queen, which I would be true. So I would hear that audibly. Yes. Coming from one of the mirrors, but you Bummer. don't know if I'm the queen or the fool. The fool's lying. Right. The queen is telling you the truth. But oh. also to me in the mirror as either the queen or the fool, I just assume that you are either the queen or the fool as well or like, you know, you right. you might be the fool asking that question or what, something like that. Like right. I don't think you're a human. But if you look at me, then I'll know you're a human and then some bad fucked up shit happens.
2: Okay. 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 So right. So kind of what I was saying is that that person oh, thinks that they're the king, and the other two are oh, the queen and I the see fool. What you're and then saying. like that one thinks that they're the king and they think the queen and the fool or whatever type be. of thing.
1: It could be honestly. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five. Remain in your throne until four thirty-four AM. God, that's so long.
2: That's so long to just put up with this, yeah. dude. Imagine
1: like, if it's working, too. Like, oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, and you're just, like, asking <laughs> what, Like, at a certain point, you think you'd run out of questions, too. So you're just like, how's your day?
2: Yeah, I know. Or, like, fuck, dude, that's heavy.
1: Okay. Because especially if it was
2: just consistently working yes. and it's, it's, it's happening. And you have to just sit there and experience it for an hour. And you can't move. Yeah. Otherwise,
1: fuck shit happens and it realizes you're a human and it fucks you up.
2: What does it do? Does it say?
1: I think it just, like, ends your life or drags uh, oh. you into the mirror. Oh. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. The ending. One, at 4.34 a.m., your partner should call out your name to end the game. Are
2: they in another room? Yes. Okay, so they're over there like, what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on? they just
1: hear all these voices going off and they can't go in.
2: But they can, like, if they get scared, they can fuck off, right? Yeah, like, but then, what then they you're left? fucked. Exactly. But then you're fucked,
1: yeah. So that's why it says, like, <laughs> make sure that your partner's on the same page right. as you. Right, they have yeah. to be
2: mentally sane.
1: Yes. Okay, two. Should this fail, so if they call your name Mm -hmm. and for some reason the game doesn't end, they should call on your cell phone. So, like, maybe you don't hear them because you're, like, super engrossed in what Mm -hmm. you're doing. So their whole point is to make sure that you don't get so caught up that you don't realize the game has to end at 4.34. Okay. So they can call your cell phone. So
2: you have 60 seconds to end it during that minute.
1: Yes. Should this fail, your partner should enter the room and without touching you, use the bucket of water and mug to wake you up so they can throw water on your face because you're in a trance, in a trance-like state talking to the queen and the fool.
2: I wanna make this a short film.
1: Wouldn't that be kind of sick? Oh, I want to, I'm gonna
2: do it This is so for Halloween. Is, yes, Boom. oh,
1: such a good idea, okay. All right, but we're not done yet. Concerning fail safes, if your body is suddenly moved, the fan will blow out the candle ending the game. So that's why you need that fan that's not oscillating, it's blowing because if something goes wrong, and like something tries to drag you into the mirror or drag you into another dimension, the idea is that you could then hold the candle out to the side, and the fan will just blow it out, and then that ends the game.
2: Hmm. Okay. okay.
1: Should you become so that's
2: your that's your kill switch.
1: Yes, and here's where your power object comes in handy. Your Spider Man.
2: Go, Spider Man! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Just> throw <laughs> it at the mirror. Should you become lost or disoriented, your power object will act as a guide and bring you back. Isn't <laughs> that your throne?
2: I just have bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so sick. Like being sick? dragged through, Spider-Man fucking yeah, swoops in. Yeah, Spider-Man just in, lights up me. as
1: like a supreme yeah. lighted oh, being. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. Okay, last few things. Do not ignore any of the previously noted red flags prior to seating yourself in the throne. Do not attempt to stay in your home should these red flags appear. And do not attempt if you do not completely and totally trust your partner. And the user ends by saying, good luck. So you can stop the scary music, Geo. And they
2: they titled it, don't try this. Right. That's what always gets me. Yeah. It's like, don't try this. But if you do, this is exactly what you have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: It's like the seven days thing, though, from the ring, right? It's like you don't want the person to watch the videotape, but for you to not die, you've got to make those copies, right? So maybe it's a similar thing.
2: So that was the thing with the ring? Yeah. That you you get other people to watch it, yeah, and then you don't die,
1: right? Because it has to come down the line before it gets to you. Yeah, I think.
2: I think you're thinking of it follows. You're right. Because seven I days, totally seven honest. days to die, at the video game. No, seven days thing in the ring is you're fucked. No
1: matter you what? you watch
2: the tape, you're fucked. Yeah.
1: So they didn't make copies.
2: Well, there I think there was a copy made, but it didn't. Oh, but it had. I don't been, know, okay. but I think I'm that, that it thing followed. is it follows. It for follows. For sure. Fucked me. It up. follows is fan fucking tastic. One of the best the modern shit horror movies. out of
1: me. Oh my oh. god. I like could not sleep for that entire night. I love that
2: movie so much. I'm going to watch it tonight at 3:33 a.m.
1: That's right. So what do you what do you think of this game, James? Are you going to play I it? I think it's
2: I'm never going to play it, but I will make it a short film for sure.
1: When you do, let me know cuz I want to watch.
2: For sure. Um that sounds so cool though. Yeah, I actually did I did a little bit about me. Um, <laughs> in in college I did we did a short film that was uh, another one of these games that you play and it was we shot it on like an old like DV cam like old school so it looked like a home movie from like the 80s type right. of thing um and it had to do with like this knocking thing i forget it oh man it was so cool and it was so fun to make because one of our friends that was in our like group had that lived in this cool old house in San Francisco where i went to college and so we shot it in like their um like attic that was also like a loft room type of thing uh-huh. and it was so sick i got to find that um but yeah so whenever i hear the reason why i love like all this shit is because like I buy it all to an extent. I think that's like a healthy way to look at all this shit. Same thing with that conspiracy theories. Like, well,
1: yeah, you don't want to get so bogged down in it that you like, like affects your reality. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, but like, you, you know, being aware of it and, and being interested in it, but like keeping a healthy relationship with all this shit, I think is really important. um, and so when I hear something like this, I'm like, "That's that'd be a dope movie. Yeah, Like, that's how definitely. I think about, like, so much yeah, shit. it's
1: fucking scary, right? It's yeah, creepy exactly. shit. Yeah. And I'm
2: thinking about, like, it was giving me, like, Hereditary vibes, too. Mm-hmm. Did you see Hereditary? Yes, I did. Did it fuck you up? Yes. Yeah, it fucked me up, yeah. dude. Um, I
1: love scary movies, horror films. I love, love. That's my favorite Yeah, genre. and
2: Hereditary's fucking heavy. Yes. Because of all the family shit. Yes. And that's the shit that fucks me <laughs> up. <laughs> well,
1: that's what makes it so scary is there's, like, a little grain of, like, real life horror. Like yeah. not necessarily like a ghost situation, but just like something that you're like, that hits a little too close oh, to home. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So since it's getting fucking hot in here, I'm, I have two more games left. I was going to read you that guy's experience playing the game, but we'll come back to that if we have enough time. Sure. I want to make sure we get through these next games. Okay. So my sources for that game were an article entitled The Most Dangerous Game, The Three Kings, written by Lucia, published to theghostinmymachine.com on February 24th, 2014, and also a post entitled... <sighs> Please don't actually try this by Reddit user Fable Forge.
2: God, that hurt my shoulder. Yeah, I
1: heard you. Like, you know, <gasps> how did that hurt my shoulder? You're not supposed to stifle a sneeze. I know. It's I supposed only did. Really it be really bad. I know. Oh, you did it for me. I did it for oh, you. Thank you. Because
2: you're I... immunocompromised. Thank you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> dude, I like <laughs> dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. you're gonna
1: be so uncomfortable now Here, I always do I, look I
2: always tell Lauren because she always does that she always tuffles her sneeze and I'm like it's so bad I'm like you. Lauren let it out yeah you have it's to. really bad for you um so that's 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 on me
1: okay well you, I'm glad you didn't die am I allowed to smoke yourself. in here uh yeah Vape. I, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to geo? geo is that fine it's a vape yeah okay all right James <sighs> game number three have you ever heard of the elevator game no I think you may have you just might not remember so some of our listeners may remember that Natalia and I discussed the elevator game all the way back in 2019 on the second episode ever of let's get haunted the elevator game is said to have originated in Korea but it wasn't widely known in the United States until the death of Elisa Lam in February of 2013 So do you remember... Very familiar with that story. Okay, so you remember watching that elevator footage of her, that right? Where she, like, appears to be talking to watched someone... Also, watch
2: the Siza Hotel okay. documentary.
1: I didn't watch that.
2: You should, it's really good.
1: Okay. <clears throat> um, but, so, many people... This, like, gained popularity because many people speculate that the strange elevator footage of Elisa that would later go viral shows her playing the elevator game.
2: I can debunk this for you.
1: Hey, I'm not saying that's what right. she was doing. I'm saying that's what made this go viral, mm-hmm. this game, okay? Further, many people speculated at the time that the reason why she died is because she played the elevator game wrong. Now I think we all realize, like she had um, some underlying mental illness. Yeah, she was um, a,
2: she was in a state of psychosis, and she had correct. also taken a, a hallucinogenic drug, unbeknownst to her.
1: Oh, I didn't um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it's really sad. It's well, yeah, it's horribly sad. Um, and. I think even in that episode we talked about okay here's what people think the paranormal side is but like also we need to be very sensitive and acknowledge the mental health aspect Mm -hmm. of the story it's not just something to be like it's
2: really easy to like sensationalize stories that you don't have all the details and you i mean that's what happens with like probably 90 percent of stories that are like unexplained
1: exactly yeah i definitely agree um and also in that episode natalia said something really smart where she was like do we just naturally want to go to the paranormal explanation because that's more comfortable for us than acknowledging that like people need help and there are problems Mm -hmm. that like need to be acknowledged and studied and
2: that's very true it's
1: very true so i'm not mentioning elisa lamb because i'm like she played the elevator game and like fuck shit happened i'm mentioning it because this is why the elevator game rose to popularity in the united states okay copy that requirements to play the game geo hit that music one you must find a building at least 10 stories high with an elevator two you must play the game alone. Ensure that no other living person joins you in the elevator throughout this process.
2: Well, I'll bring my Spider-Man with me.
1: Otherwise, you must start over. Oh, so it's not a bad idea.
2: It's you your never power know you item might rollies. need Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, get you back. <laughs> it's a good
2: person to get you back for sure.
1: So this game is split out, is split up, excuse me, into two different sections. The first is called Venturing Out. The second is called How to Return. Hmm. So let's begin with venturing out. 1. Enter your chosen building and get into the elevator on the first floor alone. Do not proceed if anyone else is in the elevator with you. 2. Press the button for the fourth floor. 3. When the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. Instead, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. 4. When you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the sixth floor. You following along so far? Okay. Five. When you reach the sixth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor again. Six. When you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the tenth floor. Seven. When you reach the tenth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the fifth floor. Eight. When you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. She is not alive. 9. Press the button for the first floor. If the elevator begins ascending to the tenth floor instead of descending to the first, you may proceed with the game. If, instead, the elevator does descend to the 1st floor, you must exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak to anyone. Do not make eye contact with anyone. Simply walk quickly and calmly out of the building without making any detours. 10. If you do reach the 10th floor, you may either choose to get off the elevator or to stay on it. If you choose to get off, and if the woman entered the elevator with you on the 5th floor, she will now ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look at her. Continue walking away from the elevator. 11. If you chose to get off the elevator, the doors will now close behind you, and the elevator and the woman will disappear. Congratulations, you have made it to the other world. You will know for certain that you are in the other world by one indication and one indication only. The only person present is you. How to return. If you chose to stay on the elevator at the 10th floor. 1. Press the button for the first floor. If it doesn't work, Keep pressing it until it finally does. 2. When the elevator reaches the first floor, exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back, do not speak. If you chose to exit the elevator at the tenth floor and make it to the other world, follow these steps. 1. You must use the same elevator to return as the one in which you arrived. Two. When you enter the elevator press the buttons in the same order as you did in steps two through eight of venturing out three when you reach the fifth floor press the button for the first floor the elevator will again begin to ascend to the tenth floor press any other button to cancel the ascension you must press the button you use to cancel the ascension before you reach the tenth floor or else you will be stuck four after you reach the first floor check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something wrong, repeat step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you are confident that you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Additional notes. Should you reach the other world, the floor onto which you will emerge, will look almost identical to the one from your own world, save for two things. All the lights will be off, and the only thing you'll be able to see from the windows is a red, glowing cross in the distance. Some say that electronic devices don't work in the other world. Others say that they do, but you should plan on them not working. Getting back to your own world may be more difficult than it seems you may become disoriented and forget which elevator you use to arrive. The elevator may seem to get further and further away as you walk towards it. Be vigilant and keep your wits about you. If at any point during the ritual you faint, pass out, or otherwise lose consciousness, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to carefully examine your surroundings. The home to which you have returned may not be the one you left when you first set out to attempt this ritual. Concerning the woman on the fifth floor, do not speak to her. Do not look at her. If you do, she may decide to keep you for her own. Tight. And that is the elevator game. James, Geo, you can stop the music. What do you think of that game?
2: Make a great movie. (laughs) Um, That's super cool. I'm very curious about the other world mm-hmm. so are you able to freely explore this place so, safely
1: so from what i can tell is once you reach the other world you can walk around on that floor of the other world but you have to be very careful to not stay too long because that's how you get disoriented and confused hmm. so you want to make sure that you keep like a clear head maybe keep your spider-man with you for sure remember where you got on the elevator and where you got off And you can walk around, but as soon as you start feeling disoriented, you're supposed to go right back. Damn. Because otherwise you'll be trapped there. I'm very interested that when you look out the window, there's no world at all. It's just like a glowing red cross in the distance.
2: That's crazy. It's
1: very interesting to me. So when I first heard about this game, I don't know, you still have questions, but I had a question. And that question was, who the fuck is the woman on the fifth floor? Yeah, truly. Like, why is she there? What is her purpose?
2: So she, like, the, um, the, um person that kind of like facilitates you to the other world.
1: So it seems like she's actually trying to get you to stay in the other world. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think you're right. She's probably facilitating you getting there and is trying to make it so you can't leave.
2: So going back to the to the point where where you what, what was it like you you get back to the 10th floor and then you choose to leave and then she says where are you going?
1: Yes. So you're, so the 10th floor, once you like, it's a ritual, right? So you push all these buttons, you go to all these floors, and then you push, after that's all done, you push the button for the first floor, but you've pushed in such a way that now the ritual is complete. So rather than going to the first floor, you start going up to the 10th, which is where the other world is. Once you step off into the other world, she says, where are you going? And if you respond to her, she's supposed to like come for you and Mm. like, I mean, do something with you, keep you there. Can you beat the shit out of ghosts? You know, this like is in a question. situation like that.
2: Like, sure, you're scared. But like, at the end of the day, I'm going to I'm going to
1: I'm going to fight. I'm
2: going to beat the shit I'm out of her. For my
1: right to party. Yeah. <laughs> like, would
2: that have any effect?
1: Um, I don't think so, because yeah, I that's think such a bummer. I know. I think the main thing about ghosts I'd be
2: like, but you didn't think this is going to happen.
1: <laughs> Although there are some scary movies where people just start fucking up like the ghost that's coming. Yeah. For I feel
2: like you you would initially think like, oh, I can't do anything. I have to run. Right. But what if you like try?
1: Although, that is a good point, James, because on this show we have talked about before, I mean, not in super in-depth, but, like, there are some ghosts that seem to have, like, almost omniscient power, mm-hmm. and then others that are just, like, like, if you leave the room, they can't get you. Right. You know like, what I mean? Like, they're confined. The yeah. yeah. Or, like, confined to an object, for mm-hmm. example. So, as long as you don't have the object, you're supposed to be fine. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a good question. Maybe this woman is confined to the elevator, because she doesn't get off with you. Mm-hmm. So she's confined to unless the fifth floor unless you interact with her. Right. Mm. That's true. Loser. <laughs> Get a better ghost. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I had this question about who the fuck is this woman on the fifth floor. And I did find um, somebody who wrote an anonymous article titled, I played the elevator game and I did it wrong. The woman followed me back. So it doesn't say who the woman is, but it's this story. um, And it's really... Because you
2: wouldn't know what they look like or anything because you're not supposed to look at them exactly or anything.
1: Yeah, you're not... Well, so this person... It's a really long article, but I'm just going to read... I'm going to see if I can just read parts of it because I want to get to the last game. Um, so, this person basically is. So, it's a woman. Mm-hmm. She says um, that her and her boyfriend are like mildly interested in the paranormal, but neither of them really believe. And during the time of Elisa Lamb, this went viral. And they were both like, wow, that's like a really interesting thing. Like, probably not real, probably bullshit, but that's interesting. Right. And they end up kind of like going back and forth and like teasing each other and making a bet. And the boyfriend's like, okay, I don't think that you'll actually do it. Like, if you're a skeptic, like mm, you say bullshit. That's a toxic relationship. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't think that you'll, I don't think you'd do it. I think yeah. you believe more than you're letting on. And so it g- goes into this thing where she's like, okay, fuck you. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So she goes <clears> to a website, <throat> reads all those rules that I just talked about, writes them down and she decides that she's going to find a building. So she finds a building that has over 10 floors because you need to just make sure it has minimum of 10. And she decides to go in and play this game. So she's playing the game and she makes it through the first six steps without any incident. Then step seven says to press the button for the fifth floor. So that's the point where I'm going to start reading her experience. Step seven says to press the button for the fifth floor. I did so. According to the game, it's at this point that a woman may get on the elevator with you. And it's supposed to be important that you mind your business and not interact with or look at her at all. Since nothing freaky had happened up until this point, I was thinking the rest of my trip would be a breeze. I pressed the button for the fifth floor. The elevator went down, it stopped, and the doors opened. There was a woman waiting there. The problem is that I never had an opportunity to not look at her, because I was looking at the lights above the doors telling me which floor I was on, and it startled me when the elevator suddenly stopped. By then I was already looking at the door and she was getting on.
2: Ah, well you fucked yourself. Yeah,
1: exactly. And she says, this was so stupid of me. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious that I should have been facing the corner where the Easily. elevator buttons are, not staring at the lights telling me which floor I was on the whole time. I immediately thought, okay, no biggie. This is bullshit anyways. But I have to tell you, I was extremely nervous. And as I hit the button for the first floor and the elevator started moving again, I made sure to look down at the floor. That's when she started talking to me. She was a tiny thing. I'd seen her as she got on. She was pretty. Her hair was a light blonde and she had striking green eyes and freckles. She started talking about how there'd just been an accident on the fifth floor and asked if I would go back with her to help. This was totally nonsensical. Are you fucking
2: kidding me, dude? Yeah. That's when I start throwing hands.
1: Yeah, yeah. you just start punching, Mm -hmm. beating the shit out of her.
2: (laughs) Please help me. There's an accident. Shut shut the the fuck fuck up. up. (laughs) Dude. No. No.
1: This was totally nonsensical. She'd just gotten on the elevator in the hopes that someone might be there and go help question mark. Mm -mm. I didn't speak. It was too weird. No way I was going to speak to her. She said it again, and this time it sounded like she was getting angry. Again, I ignored her. The third time was very different. She said, Hey you fucking cunt bitch. I'm talking to you, you fucking cunt. (laughs) Yeah, immediately break her neck.
2: (laughs) Done, game over
1: holy shit i can't tell you how scared i was the hair on my arms was standing up and i got that dizzy confused feeling whenever someone whenever something seems really and truly dangerous and you get that first hit of adrenaline i'm sure i'd move completely into the corner of the elevator at this point i just know that i was staring at the elevator buttons and wondering what was taking so long to go just five short floors we should have already hit the first floor but we seemed stalled on the third even though i could still feel the elevator moving The next thing I knew, she'd gone from calling me a cunt to this kind of soft weeping. I would say that it sounded sad or even mournful, but the truth is that it really didn't. It sounded despicable and pathetic. Mm. Remembering it now, the effect that her crying had wasn't to make me want to console her. The effect was that I suddenly found her disgusting. For no reason other than the sound of her crying, I suddenly found myself hating her, and she would not stop crying. I could practically feel her body shuddering. She was crying so hard and the wet sound of it seemed to fill the elevator, getting louder and louder and I simply couldn't take it anymore. Hatred filled me and I turned around and yelled, "Shut up." As I grabbed her by her blonde hair and smashed her head into the elevator door over and over again. I couldn't well, This st-
2: girl's obviously a psycho.
1: <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. Blood spattered across the seam in the elevator door, and still she kept weeping. The sound rising in pitch and shifting in pattern until it was no longer a cry, but a kind of cackle. She was happy about it. Oh God, no, I thought she's yeah. happy. This is what she wanted.
2: You done fucked up.
1: But you would have done the same thing, James, you were just saying you would right, but I was saying the shit out of her.
2: Well, no. I was <laughs> I know right. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, but I was saying that like once I knew that I was fucked, then the game would change, oh, but I would, you. you know what I mean. You play along. I would first. play along and I would avoid her. And then if if anything had happened, well, like I guess in the same situation, yeah. like she knew that she fucked up, so she's already wrong. She's already
1: fucked, fucked. up. Yeah.
2: Then sure, I would do the same thing.
1: Okay. All right. And like that, I realized that I had not only looked at her when she came through the elevator door, but I had acknowledged her. And worse than that, I had touched her, grabbed her hair, and struck her. I'd given her exactly what she wanted and all the things in the rules that you're not supposed to do. And then, ding, went the elevator door. We had arrived on floor one turning the woman's face was no longer that of a pretty young girl but was contorted in a face of pure pleasure as if she had been relieved of a burden long carried and she stepped off the elevator and into the lobby blocking my exit the door slammed closed and the elevator began its rapid ascent i pressed every button on the elevator's console trying to stop it but nothing responded the buttons were dead Faster and faster, the elevator ascended until, with a loud creak and squeaking of the cables, it came to a complete stop. The floor indicator light read 10. The doors opened and nothing. There was nothing. It was just the 10th floor of the building. On the right and left were offices with glass doors and windows. Inside, I could see people answering phone calls or appearing to be in meetings, just your basic stuff. I hit the elevator button for the first floor and the elevator moved smoothly downward. At the lobby, I stepped out and walked quickly out of the building and onto the street. I didn't know what the hell I had just experienced, but I knew I didn't want any part of it. This is the part I really need you to listen to. This is the part that matters. The next morning, after going to sleep in my own bed, I opened my eyes and I was standing in the middle of an office building, fully dressed. The light was dim, and as I peered out the windows, I saw what I can only describe as a dead city. A faint dim light on the horizon illuminated everything with a crimson sheen that glimmered like a greasy film in the low light. There was no sound. I don't mean it was quiet, I mean that the place was completely absent of sound. Ahead of me was an elevator, and the floor indicator read 10. I pushed the down button to call the elevator in such a panic that sweat seemed to instantly cover my body. The elevator arrived, the door opened, I got on and it took me down to the lobby where the low red light was gone, and in its place was the normal lobby I had seen the day before, and it was morning. This has happened to me every night and morning for the past ten nights. During the day when I'm out of my apartment, I see the blonde girl's face in every crowd, but she always disappears when I try to focus on her. On the sixth morning that I found myself in the building, the elevator quit working and I took the stairs down to the lobby, and I've had to take the stairs down every night since, but they get longer and longer. Yesterday morning, after walking down at least fifty flights of steps, I opened the stairwell door at the floor I was on, and I was back at the tenth floor. It took what seems like hours to finally get out of the building. I am afraid that after tonight, I will be trapped. I can feel it in my bones that this is it. I will never be able to get out. I've been trying to stay awake, but I can never stay awake, no matter how much caffeine I've had or what I'm doing. Even worse, I saw the pretty young girl with the blonde hair two nights ago in the stairwell. I didn't see her clearly, but more like out of the corner of my eye below me, and I could hear light footsteps. She's there. She's in the building with me. She has something in store for me, I'm sure of it. So please, do not play this game. It will be the end of you. The other world isn't something to be fucked around with, like a hobby or a spooky thing to try on a dare. It's a prison, and when I finally fall asleep, I know I will have become its most recent resident. James.
2: Well, what's your boyfriend doing in all this?
1: yeah well i skipped a lot of the stuff that okay. she wrote about her boyfriend because i was like who gives a fuck i want to know who this woman is and what's right. happening but right. i think the boyfriend was just like teasing her a bunch like nagging her again toxic relationship right for yeah. sure
2: but like at this point right because she's still able to get back to the real world Yes. right so is she not like every night i fall asleep i'm there and you just stay here and make then, sure like see is my body still here
1: right am i astrally projecting yeah. to this place or am i physically being transported right. there yeah that's a um, good question honestly it sounds like a shitty boyfriend to be mm-hmm. honest with you
2: yeah or a plot hole in the story
1: could well could be but i'm gonna say it's a shitty boyfriend. it's a shitty, shitty boyfriend for sure
2: yeah um what was the other thing i was gonna say um
1: well let me tell you the sources for this game An article entitled The Elevator Game, Entrance to the Other World, written by an anonymous user on September 21st, 2017 to sites.psu.edu. A Tumblr blog called Dusty Symbols by someone whose name is just Angus, no last name.
2: Angus. The
1: article on the blog is entitled The Elevator Game, According to Kim Sijin. And an article published to thoughtcatalog.com called I Played the Elevator Game and I Did It Wrong, The Woman Followed Me Back by Anonymous, published on December 27th, 2016.
2: Cool. So my other question. Yes. Electronics may or may not work. Correct. There. Okay. So she's getting out and then she's writing this article. She so it's like the she's night. She's back of, at
1: her apartment. Right. She's yeah. back at her
2: apartment. This is probably like, you know, cause she says PM like, 4 p.m. or something. She says like, I'm afraid to go back again.
1: I'm afraid to I fall asleep is what she says. Fall asleep says. again because, I'm gonna because go, then I'm going to be gonna stuck there. I'm going to wake up there, yeah.
2: Right, but but she thinks that she's going to be stuck there. Yes. Like, she feels the impending, like, buildup of yes. it all. i like, one more time, the next time I'm there, I'm done. Yeah. So this is...
1: This is her, like, final post. Final
2: thing. So this is, like, if I fall asleep tonight, if I, this is what happened to me.
1: Yeah, okay. but but then she posted anonymously, so it's, like, it's kind of hard to be, like... It would be... But You should be, like, hey, my name is James DeAngelis. I live at 732... Button Street. That's my exact I, yeah. address. <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of. I don't know.
2: Button Street. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. That's my yeah. whole thing with that is like, unless there's some sort of like, you know?
1: Maybe like she tried to put her real name, but then maybe what happens is that it, it erases your identity from the real world once you've transported there.
2: <laughs> That'd be crazy. To
1: our audio listeners, James just gargled some water. Yeah. If you're wondering, are you ready for the last game? Cause we're yeah. running out of time. Okay. Last game, the 11 mile road ritual. James, have you ever heard of the 11 mile road ritual? Possibly. Really? I, I had never heard of it.
2: Well, wh- I'll know once you start telling okay. me what it is. Cause it, I feel like there is a story I'm thinking of that might be this. Be it?
1: Okay. We'll find out. Now this is one we've never talked about on the show before. So everyone fucking buckle up and listen as usual you must carry out this ritual alone. Great. However, unlike the other rituals that we've discussed today-
2: You don't have to be alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This game involves more than just reading a script or sitting in a dark room. This game involves traveling in a car. Rules. Do you have something you desire more than anything in the world? Perhaps you desperately want to be wealthy, popular, beautiful, or loved by someone. As humans, we all desire something in this life, but if it seems that you are having trouble achieving your goals while others around you continue to succeed, there is a solution that will almost certainly change your luck. There is a game that acts as a cheat code to life. This cheat code will allow you to find what you seek, if you play the game right, That is. For this game you need to have access to a car and at least some understanding of meditation. You're going to start by driving around the back roads and side streets of your area late at night. There's no specific time you need to be out. The only requirement is that it must be dark and it must be late enough to where you won't run into many cars on the road. This is also why more rural back roads are ideal And some say the game works even better if you are able to find roads surrounded by dense woods or a forest. You must also make sure that your cell phone and car radio are switched completely off, because silence and concentration are extremely important to this game. As the name of the game suggests, you are looking for an 11-mile road. To be more precise, you are looking for the 11 mile road. It doesn't matter which city, state, or country you live in, the 11 mile road is accessible from anywhere. And that's because it doesn't actually exist in the real world. Mm. To access this stretch of road, you must first clear your mind of all thoughts except for the task at hand, find the road at all costs. Repeat in your mind, not out loud, the following phrase, I am driving towards the 11-mile road, I am driving towards the 11-mile road, over and over again. There won't be any big moment, no fireworks, no sign, to let you know that you've reached your goal. But there will be subtle changes around you once you've successfully found the 11-mile road. Changes to the foliage and the atmosphere may catch the corner of your eye as you drive, for example, Maybe an owl or a bat swoops suddenly in front of your windshield. Maybe a wolf or a deer peer unblinkingly at you from the trees dotting your path. The moon may appear brighter or the weather may change. Whatever the change is for you, your body will instinctively sense it when it happens. According to one person who played the game Seeking Wealth, they knew when they had found the road because the trees seemed to shine as if they were lacquered in gold, with diamonds sprouting from the branches. Another person who played the game seeking companionship reported seeing dark, shadowy hands as if made of mist, beckoning them down a side road. Once you're sure that you've found the road, take a deep breath, and then turn down it. You may have the sensation of passing through a bubble, plunging through water or pulling back a thin veil, and you may begin to feel uneasy or restless. But don't worry, this is normal. You are now on a road that does not exist in the real world, but which holds the answers to what you desire more than anything in the world. Another clue that will let you know that you are on the right path is that the road will now have trees on either side, regardless of whether or not the trees were there to begin with. As you slowly continue driving down the mystical road, each mile brings new terrors meant to test your desire. How far are you willing to go to get what you want? How deep is your desire? Keep track of your odometer and remember these mile markers. Mile 1. As you begin your journey, you'll notice that the temperature will begin to drop inside your car. This is sort of the welcoming sign that you've found the right place. You must resist the urge to turn on your car's heater. This journey is meant to be uncomfortable as the cosmos tests your resolve. Mile 2 The temperature will continue to drop here, even colder than before. Some players report seeing their breath forming a white fog in front of their eyes at this point. Continue to resist warming yourself. Mile 3 If the road was paved before, you will now find yourself on a dirt road. The road may be dusty, or you may hear the crunch of twigs and rocks underneath your tires. You will also begin to spot silhouettes and human-shaped shadows in the trees along the road. It is imperative that you ignore them. No matter how close or menacing they may appear, you must keep your eyes on the road. Do not make eye contact or turn down or turn towards any shadow people that you see on your journey. Now is not the time for distractions. Mile four. Those shadows you saw before will disappear, and you will now begin to hear whispering, disembodied voices. You must tune them out as best as you can. But remember, you cannot talk to yourself or use your radio or phone. Listening to the voices or trying to determine what they are saying will only draw them closer to you and you do not want them getting any closer than they already are. Mile 5. The trees around you may suddenly disappear and you may spot a beautiful lake lit by a gorgeous full moon. This will be very inviting. You may even begin to feel giddy. You may also be overcome with the urge to leap from your car and plunge into the lake but you cannot under any circumstances stop or leave your vehicle do not approach the lake keep driving no matter how alluring the images you see are stay on the road keep driving mile six you are halfway to your goal unfortunately that means the tests are going to get more difficult The trees will return here and the stars and moon above you will disappear. Your headlights will begin to flicker as if they are going to go out. Your radio will either turn itself on or sound will come from it despite it being off. A voice will speak to you from it about your greatest fears, underlining the danger you're in. It may fill your car as the radio blares or it may fill your head echoing throughout your brain it will be almost unbearable. Your worst memories will come flooding back to you. If the radio has switched itself on, you won't be able to turn it off, so don't even try. Ignore it. Keep your eyes on the road. It will begin to twist and turn more, and you don't want to have an accident. Mile 7. The disembodied voices will return, but they won't be whispering anymore. Now you'll hear distant screams coming closer by the moment. One of those voices may sound like it is right in your ear, like it is speaking to you from the back seat of your car. Do not turn around to look for the voice. If you do, you may see a grotesque figure sitting in your back seat, smiling a sickening, impossibly large smile that only something with an unhinged jaw could do, like a snake. You won't like what happens to you then. Do not take your eyes off the road. Concentrate on your drive, even as you feel the figure's hot breath screaming in your ear. Mile 8 At the 8th mile, the road is going to become even more treacherous, with sharp turns and your distractions will double. The shadow figures you saw in the trees before are most definitely following you now, and you'll hear their voices screeching, and the scratch of their deep claws along the side of your car as they try to break in. Your headlights may even go out for a few seconds. If they do, you can slow down, but don't stop driving under any circumstances. You do not want them to catch up to you. Mile 9 Your vehicle is going to stall. Close your eyes and try to restart it. Do not open your eyes until the car restarts. You are surrounded by the creatures. They will fall back when the car starts again, but until they do, they are going to try everything they can to distract you. Ignore the sounds and voices. They may try to trick you by imitating the sound of a crying baby or a wounded pet. You may hear a sobbing woman begging for her life. These are tricks. Do not listen to them. Your only goal here is to restart your car and continue driving. Mile 10. You are almost there. At this point, the voices will stop. You may be tempted to look in your rearview rear view mirror to see if the creatures are still following you. I can assure you that they are. Do not look in the mirror. Do not check your back seat. Keep driving. Mile 11. Your vehicle will once again lose all power, but it will not stop moving. You may see a glowing red light ahead of you. You are no longer in control of your vehicle's movements, so don't even bother trying. Remove your foot from the gas as your vehicle gets pulled forward by an unseen force. Close your eyes. Cover them if you need to. You do not want to see what's around you. Do your best to tune out the noises filling your ears. The cold will suddenly be replaced by heat. This is, by far, the most excruciating point on your journey of the 11-mile road. Some say you're being drawn through hell itself. You may hear the crackling of flames licking the side of your vehicle. You may hear tortured screams and the sizzling of flesh in the distance. This part of the journey will only last about 30 seconds, but it will be the longest half-minute of your life. The dead end, once power returns to your car, the noises will fade away and it's safe to start driving on your own again. In a short distance, you will come to a dead end. Stop the car, relax, close your eyes and focus on what it is that you've desired. Why did you take this journey? What wish did you want fulfilled? Once you've done this, you can open your eyes at which time you'll discover you have returned to the beginning of the road. If what you desired was material, check your trunk first. If it's smaller, it might be in your back seat. And if it's really small, it may even be in your pockets, but it will be there. If what you desired was not a material object, drive home and pay attention to your life. In the next few days, your desire will manifest in some way. Warnings. Aside from the warnings listed in each of the individual mile markers above here, are, oh, uh, Aside from the warnings listed in each of the individual mile markers, here are a few more things to keep in mind if you do decide to play the 11-mile game. Do not roll down your windows for any reason. Do not use your cell phone. It probably won't work anyway, but just don't. Do not turn on the radio in your car. Do not get out of the car at any point until you've been returned to the beginning of the road. Do not drive over 30 miles per hour on this journey. There's too much going on and you could have an accident. Never look in the backseat of your car until the following day. The screaming figure with the snake-like jaw will be waiting there to swallow you whole if you disobey this rule. And that is the 11-mile road ritual.
2: That's super cool.
1: Which one Which one do you like the best?
2: Of all the stories? Yeah. Well, the Three Kings one was really cool
1: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I want to make that into a short film for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 11-mile road one was cool because I like the idea of, like, the tears and like the the tests, yeah, it kind of reminded me of fourteen oh eight room fourteen oh eight.
1: I actually have never seen that. Oh, it's
2: so good! I need to watch. It's it. really good. But just the idea of like, not exactly the same thing at all. It's actually very different. <laughs> but I don't know why I was just imagining that because like he can't escape like the room and mm-hmm. shit like that. But you should definitely watch it. It's really good. Okay. Um, but I was also trying to do the math in my head of how long it would take me to complete that road depending on the speed that I'm going. Yeah. And I was having the hardest
1: time. This is like one of those SAT questions that's yeah. like, if you are on the imaginary 11 mile road going 20 and miles And there's per hour, shadow
2: figures chasing you and you're going through hell, <laughs> right? And you, and your eyes are shut. How, how long, how long is take it going to take you, you to
1: return to the beginning? Um,
2: well, the whole time I was thinking, okay, I'm booking it. I'm going 80 miles an hour. I'll be through there in like five minutes. Yeah. Right? And then at right. The, right when you said you can't go faster than 30 miles an hour, I was like, fuck.
1: Yeah, because then you have to experience mm-hmm. all of the shit.
2: You can't rush through it. No, you can't. Um, let me, I'm going to look that up real quick.
1: You're going to do the math?
2: Yeah. Well, while you're huh? doing. 20 minutes to go.
1: Wow. To go 11 miles,
2: and 30 miles an hour.
1: Geo says 21 and a half minutes or 22 minutes. That is way too long to be a going through that. time. Now. Mm-hmm. especially at the very end on the last mile where it says like you can hear like the sizzling of flesh yep. and like the tortured screams.
2: So, but your eyes are supposed to be closed for that?
1: Yeah, as it's pulling you forward. That's probably good. Like a tractor beam. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I also think it's a really interesting idea that it's like some sort of cosmic thing you're going through. Right. It's not like it, that stuff really interests me. Like Lovecraftian Eldritch yeah, stuff totally. is really cool um, versus like the more paranormal stuff um just because like cosmic huge cosmic level stuff is just like weirdly more believable for me i get that you know what i mean just because it's like we don't know what the fuck
1: is going is going on
2: (laughs) you know what i mean i do but all this shit it's all like part of part of the same thing you know what i mean like this whole like unseen way that the things operate you know
1: well i i also love that because when i was reading it i was thinking to myself before I like read everything I was like okay so I just need to look on Google Maps find a road that's in that's 11 miles and then like perform a ritual and then when I started reading it I was like oh shit it's not an 11 mile road it's the 11 mile road and that to me was very cool
2: yeah for sure like and I mean it makes sense too that like this isn't a real place yeah you know because like what if somebody lived on that street (laughs) and they always just have somebody like driving down just in their car screaming (laughs)
1: There's like a snake woman in the back seat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: um, that sort of test of will is very interesting too, because you know you always think, "Oh, I could do that." You right. know, easily I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason why it would be so difficult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like, just the idea of you know keeping my eyes shut for that long itself. Right. i was struggling when we were doing the house thing earlier yeah. i was like boring bored how dare you <laughs> no how dare you no it's that's my own add that's yeah, not yeah. you yeah. that's my own add being like okay next thing to think about
1: i already did it you i already you did so it i already did through you the like, whole house i flew through the house i flew through I, the house yeah. it
2: blew up um <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, that would be probably my biggest struggle. Yeah. Is, like, my, like, dealing, like, struggling with my own ADD while I'm trying to do this yeah. thing. Like, I'm hearing all this shit. And I'm just, like, ah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, I like the idea of at some point you get to a clearing because it says whether or not there were trees on the road when you started. As soon as you start the 11-mile journey, there's trees everywhere. You, yeah. like, can't see anything. Then all of a sudden you get to this clearing and there's, like, this beautiful meadow with this beautiful full moon uh, and this and a lake. lake and you're like, you're so drawn to it that you want to leap from your moving vehicle yeah. and like plunge into the lake.
2: It's also interesting that you can wreck while, yeah. while it's happening. Yeah,
1: you can wreck. I know. Cause you're in control up until the last mile. That's when it's it kind starts of pulling. It's you. kind of bogus. What? I think it makes like, it cooler. Cause then you have the choice to like back out at any moment. It's a, te- it's a true test so like, of will.
2: So true. Yeah. So like, say you do wreck, then are you just wrecked on this?
1: imaginary road
2: plane of existence are you like transported back to reality and you're like off the side of the road fucked
1: i think it's another example of like if you don't follow the rules exactly you're just fucked Mm. so like that that's one of the things that makes these paranormal games so like interesting and hard because it's not for everyone right if you, if there's a chance that your psyche's not ready if there's a chance that you could fuck up like that girl that saw the woman get into the elevator then you just shouldn't play yeah and so that's why i think like i personally could not ever play any of these because i don't have confidence that i would not jump into the lake right. or that i would not look in my backseat or that i would not wreck my car as yeah. all this shit's going on around me
2: <laughs> yeah I, I was curious like doing this podcast for this along And you said that you haven't ever had like a paranormal Mm -mm. to this day.
1: The only thing that was sort of weird that I can remember is when Natalia and I went to Area 51 in 2019. We went to the raid Area 51. I think a lot of people, maybe this is obvious for people, but I don't, I just don't think a lot of people have thought about this. Area 51. Is in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. Yeah. What that means is you are on a stretch of road that, first of all, you have no phone, cell phone service, GPS doesn't work. Um, there's no gas stations. Yeah. So if you run out of if gas, you, the, you're literally yeah, fucked. Yeah,
2: the way that you will will be fucked there is very real, normal reasons: yes. running out of gas, running out of food, running out of water, exposure, things like that. Yes. Versus like anything
1: paranormal, alien or right. paranormal. Right. Exactly. But um it's my point is like it is very eerie being out there there's nothing for miles around in order to get there too it takes so fucking long the event was at night by the time we were driving back it took us also there's no hotels there i feel yeah which of course right but i think a lot of people going to that event didn't realize that so i saw
2: i saw a whole video breaking down why that was going to be such a shit show yes because the closest place you can fly into is las vegas yes so if whatever like a million people right that were signed up to all go to it if they all w- did that that'd be a million people in one day flying into Las Vegas it would be a complete shit show the roads would be like uh, gridlock it yes. would be you know run
1: out of gas yeah. like if you didn't have gas cans you were fucked like we had gas cans thank God um, but yeah it was it was really really like treacherous to get there um, and also the event was at night so Even worse because it's super fucking dark. It's late. You're sleep deprived. I had worked that morning and then, like, picked up Natalia and our friend Amy, who was going to work the camera. Um, And so, and we were staying in a hotel that was like three hours from the actual event Mm -hmm. because, like I said, there's nothing out there. So, uh, and then, like, it's dark and there's just, like, all this wildlife coming in front of your car. Natalia's screaming at you to not hit the rabbits. And I'm trying to explain to her it's more dangerous to swerve than it is to just go through it. And she's, like, not getting it. And it was just, like, a giant shit show. I was super grumpy because I was hella tired. Yeah. And then as we were driving back from the event, Amy's asleep in the back seat. And Natalia and I are just sitting in the front and, like, silence. Because dr- there's no radio either um you can't have spotify because you don't have service it's like it's nothing but you and your thoughts and for miles and miles of dark ass road with nobody else on the road and so we're just driving in silence it's like three in the morning and in the distance there was like this weird green light and there's nothing out there and we were both just like we didn't say anything to each other but we were both just kind of like looking at it in the sky yeah and then like silence and then it like We just like felt really weird, and we both turned to each other at the same time. And she goes, "Do you feel really weird right now?" And I was like, "Yeah." And we were just like, "Okay." And like, face. Were you alone
2: on the road, or were there other cars? No,
1: nobody else on the road. Because, to your point, people were talking about what a shit show it was going to be. So then the guy who organized that event like called it off. So there was nobody there, pretty much. Maybe like maybe like fifty or eighty people at the back gates itself, which we went to. So it was not a big thing, and most people stayed in Vegas. We stayed in Tonopah, which is um, north of Area Fifty One, and uh, Vegas is like south of Area Fifty One. So we went the complete opposite direction of most people. Mm. Nobody on the road at all. That sucks. And anyway, so my point was that's like the only time I've ever had anything weird happen to me, and I have no idea. It could have just been we were tired, sleep yeah. deprived. It's it does kind of get like. It's just weird. Like if you've ever been to like Kansas, for example. Just staring out into nothing is very weird. Mm-hmm. So it could have been that as well. But we both saw something weird in the sky and then we just felt super uneasy at the exact same time. We weren't talking to each other. And then we looked at each other and we, and we both just like knew that the other person felt
2: weird. Mm-hmm. So you believe in aliens. 100%. Oh,
1: 150 percent. Me too. Yeah.
2: Um, but I also think that most of what we see are. Drones. You said that so fast. Okay, because. No. Um, no, but
1: like alien drones. Like, do you think they're per- like sending, are UFOs manned or are they just things sent here to like view our world?
2: I think most of what we see are government crafts mm, that, that have been reverse engineered and, and created. Like I saw this crazy thing. And again, it's it's tough when talking about all this stuff because like the sources and the, you know, all that stuff is like very loose and. You could say like you saw this thing and there's a source, but it's like I don't know unless you do your do diligence <laughs> <laughs> and do your research. It's like hard to like you know, and you don't always want to do research when you see a right. thing. You're like that's cool. I'm gonna choose to believe that. Scroll to the next thing or whatever. Right. Um, but there was like a copyright um, or like a, a patent for this craft that the U.S. military had patented, and it was like this triangular shaped craft oh, that yeah, yeah. moved like this, like not like this. Right. It was like this, and I just think that like it would be a lot more likely that if, you know, this whole like alternate version of history and stuff. Um somebody oh, Fuck yeah. Um <laughs> You know this? Th- have you ever seen like I don't know the whole Bob Lazar thing is really interesting to me. Yeah. Bob Lazar is like legit in my book, um, much more than anyone else. Like Stephen Greer can go fuck himself. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, we had an old, uh, a whole episode on Bob Lazar.
2: He's dope. Yeah, he's our legit. Area
1: Fifty One episode. If anyone wants to listen to it, Natalia talked a lot about Bob Lazar.
2: Yeah, um, there's this documentary called Above Majestic. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that? No. I'll fucking watch that tonight, dude. Okay. That's gonna you're gonna trip out. It's so cool. It's just about like. The whole, like, back in the 40s and 50s when it all started and, like, um, the, the like, black site government agencies and the teams of them that, like, um, were in charge of, like, all the UFO stuff and, and then the whole, like, breakaway civilization stuff and, like, it's just super cool, super interesting. Oh, Again, great movie idea. Um, but, yeah, I think that most of what we see are our crafts that we're making mm-hmm. even that you know 99 percent of the government doesn't know about you right. know it's like it's the so classified, secret only, off the books yeah. black site shit yeah um that like only like the, the elite elites know about and are funding um but then some of them are aliens sure but again i don't know i don't know to your question i don't know if they're drones or not i haven't thought about that yeah you think that they're just unmanned crafts
1: i don't know it's it's definitely it be safer. a question yeah well, well think about it if we somehow had the technology to get to another planet would we send people first or would we send an unmanned drone first because we don't know if our people can survive in that climate or if, if it's too dangerous what if the person gets captured
2: yeah i don't you know. know i, I mean know. you'd think that they would know that shit if they were that advanced to be able to do that travel, but not necessarily because I feel like, you know, so much of like exploration and discovery and science and stuff is like taking risks. Yeah. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just fucking doing it. Like when they, dude, have you seen first man? No. Uh, about Neil Armstrong and the Apollo missions and stuff, No, but
1: we did it with Ryan Gosling. No, I haven't seen it. Oh fuck.
2: It's so good. But like the, the main thing about that is like whenever they, um, have a scene where they're like in the cockpits of the of the vessels, the vessels, the ships and shit. Like, it's all shot from inside the ship. It's all like super rickety and like you hear like the bolts and shit shaking and it's like Ugh. super like, it's yeah. terrifying. It's like, how did it work? Exactly. Yeah, it's, but it just goes to it. show that like you just gotta just take a risk and do janky ass shit to like yeah. pioneer stuff. You right. know what I mean? Dude, that movie was crazy. It gave me like, I don't know, I, I went to this whole phase of like space terrifying me yeah space is very scary it's so scary when you really think about it like
1: i read an article about what it's like being on the iss the international space station and they were talking about like we're not meant to survive in space yeah And every minute of your time on the ISS is just you fixing shit Mm -hmm. because our stuff is not meant to survive up there. And so it's like a life and death struggle every day. And it's crazy when you look at it from that perspective, it's crazy to think about how long some of those guys are up there in the ISS. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's nuts.
2: And you have like, you know, this thick of something between you and nothingness. Between you and certain death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Let me read my sources for this last game before I forget. Paranormal Games, the 11-mile game by Waylon Jordan, published on April 20th, 2020, which is 420 Blaze It, to oh. iHorror.com, and 11 miles written by user Spooky underscore Nightmare on Whatpad.com. So, in concluding remarks, James, because I'm, we're running out of studio time.
2: For sure. What, what oh. the
1: fuck do you think about these games?
2: Um, Very cool. Very fun. Yeah. Um, what was the first one again?
1: The first one oh, was this, the, the Raycon test. the Rat test. Pack test. The Raycon test.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, the Raycon one kind of pissed me off.
1: Because you didn't have... Because you didn't <laughs> answer correctly.
2: Right, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's true. Right? Um, the second one, the Three Kings one, was very, very cool. cool. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, it just had a very good setup. The visuals of the whole thing, as I was imagining it, very cool. Like I said, I'm going to turn that into a short film. You heard it here first. Um, the Elevator game very cool as well um a lot of like room to they all had a lot of room to like develop into something like so many questions left unanswered yeah, definitely. you know like the in the three kings you know what are the the two beings that you're talking to like where are they yeah you know what i mean and they, especially since they're also experiencing like the
1: same the same thing. thing are yeah. they
2: just other people doing the game
1: oh good point you know what i
2: mean or like i think at some to point in it time it to find never. Out. <laughs> Never, and I'm gonna change just enough about it, <laughs> yeah, so that when we do it on set for the short film, it's not, that actually, you're not de- actually, yeah, it's not actually happening. A demon? Yeah, yeah, um, but that's a really interesting thing because I think with all that paranormal and like alien stuff, the really cool stuff is like our perception of time and space yeah. being fucked with. You know what I mean? As we're experiencing it and doing it, so like, you know, if you're doing this Three Kings thing with the the other two participants that are like the spirits or whatever that the the idea that they could be just other people playing the game at some other point in time or space like that's dope yeah and that that is so much to play with there yeah um the elevator thing same kind of idea is like and also like the other world like why is there just one red cross illuminated Like what's the symbolism of that? You know what I mean? Where does that come from? Versus it being like an inverted cross or something, which would make sense to right, like because then you're in evil. hell, yeah, yeah, evil. Um, and it reminded me of this movie. I think it was like have you ever heard of those VHS movies? The what you, like a movie
1: on no, a VHS? No, sorry, name. that's so
2: funny. It's a, yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so they're they're like these horror anthology films. There, I think there's like three of them. The first one's really cool. The other ones are shitty. Um, but like basically like these burglars or something break into a house and then they find like this collection of tapes and then they watch them and each one is like a short horror movie oh.
1: it's really
2: cool you should watch the first one Okay, but I think in the second or third one there was one where and I don't remember anything about it I think it was in Spanish Ooh. and do you remember this Geo? do you remember what I'm talking about where like then he like goes through to this like other like world and then there's like a blimp that's floating and it has a, a neon inverted cross like on it well that's like as if like scary. you're in the world of the antichrist and then the 11 mile road one very cool as well again that idea of playing with like time and space i think is like a consistent thing in all these games besides the first bullshit one um
1: <laughs> you just didn't like the first one because it didn't, you had to play it exactly. and you didn't get the outcome exactly. you exactly yeah i understand that yeah. i was disappointed i only saw my dog
2: yeah at least yeah. you saw something yeah <laughs> well i was doing it from like a you know, imagine, yeah, like, my yeah. house, and like, is still in time. Right. Like, nothing going on. I'm just looking at my house.
1: I was trying to guide you into seeing people, though, because at the beginning, I was like, do you hear children down the street oh, playing? Oh, well, okay. Actually, did I hear... did hear somebody
2: on a motorcycle drive by. You did? Okay. Yeah. That and somebody playing something... drums. C J. But I didn't see them. I just yeah, heard it. Yeah, but
1: that's, like... I'm sure that's like a step up from, you know, not seeing or hearing anything. Cause some people it's like, again, like you're walking into a painting, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, there's my house. And Here I also is. remember
2: one of the scents was my grandma's lotion. She always had like Jasmine oh, lotion.
1: I love that James. I'm s-
2: I won. <laughs> you- <laughs> well, wow. I,
1: I think out of all those games, I feel like the elevator game would be the easiest to find out if it works or not mm-hmm. because you just find a fucking building. Yeah. It like it in, doesn't involve anything other than just pushing things in the right order and not talking to the bitch on floor 5.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the fact that that one girl was like she fucked her man. She fucked herself up. Like Yeah. And she knew it too. Why are you looking anywhere? She knew like it yeah, too. instantly.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a great time James. this was amazing. Yes. Yeah. We have overstayed our welcome here. It's very hot. We're very sweaty. Not sure if you guys can see.
2: Am I looking a little
1: I'm glistening. Gl- I'm glistening, but you know what? My skin is normally dry, so I kind of like when I start sweating because then it looks like mm. it's like that dewy look. Yeah, that's, I don't. That's like what that. I tell myself. I'm
2: usually I've do de- I've usually got a layer of dew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially Against like because I just showered before I came here, so I put on some lotion. Yes, yeah, so you were fresh and stuff, so I was fresh. But then like you know, like the post shower, your skin's a little dry, so you lotion up a little bit. Yeah, but then that leaves you like moist a little right. bit on and your face. And then you come
1: into a moist room. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But anyways, I had an absolute fucking blast. Anytime you need me, I'm yeah. so down.
1: Thank you so much for coming last yeah. minute. I really appreciate it. Everybody send Natalia your well wishes. Um, she's already, I mean, she's doing fine. We just need her to test negative yeah. before she comes back. Hopefully it'll be next episode. And also, if you guys play any of these games, please leave a comment either on the SoundCloud or on the YouTube video telling us what your experience was. Because I, like I said, I don't trust my own psyche to be able mm-hmm. to do most of these. So I would love to know if anyone else has any success with them or what happens if yeah. you if I feel you like see I, would, I feel like I
2: have the w- – maybe not the will. I feel like – see, I, I struggle with willpower, like, with doing my own shit, like, right. projects that I want to do. you think
1: you would have, like, the, in a situation. the chutzpah
0: yeah. to, like, get mm-hmm. through it. And, yeah. the, and
2: the, like, just resilience to, like, well, I'm in it now. I have to – I'm not going to, like, die. I'm not going to let myself die.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have no choice. Yeah, exactly. But to persevere. hmm well, I'm very excited for you to try these games and I report won't be. back to oh, me. them. <laughs> and I'm very <laughs> excited for you guys to play these games and report back to me. And thank you again, James. Are you ready to do our sign off?
2: Yeah. Well, real quick Beyond the Pine. It's my podcast oh, yes. I have with my friend. Um, we put out new episodes every single Wednesday on YouTube, Sugar Pine 7 channel, um, as well as on you know Spotify, iTunes, and all that. Um, so check that out. Like I said earlier, if you like a comedy podcast of two boys fucking doing it up, doing it up, you know, getting off. No. <laughs> um yeah.
1: Excellent. And also head to let'sgethaunted.com to buy your summer merch. Uh Natalia and I are doing our own merch, which is a fucking nightmare. I think anyone with a podcast will tell you it's a goddamn nightmare to do your own merch. So please buy it because it'd make us feel good that we didn't do it for nothing. For sure. And James, time to do our sign-off. Do you know how to do it? It's BRB Gotta Go, and then it's a call back to earlier in the episode. So an example would be like brb gotta go beat the shit out of the bitch on floor five yep do you have to say it okay. i can't say it
2: all right guys brb gotta go beat the shit out of the girl on floor five and she's <laughs> gonna shut the fuck up finally
1: can you tell i like don't know how to punch <laughs> yeah you're punching like
2: a, one of those robots <laughs> yeah. toys yeah the rock n- no robots? like the little fucking boxing thing and there's the oh, two guys and they just go like this yeah punching just like this
1: all right all right guys bye <laughs>